Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. I am kicking off today a brand new series. So this series is about the paradoxes of school leadership. A couple of months ago, this is like back in the summer, I did several keynotes where I spoke about the industry's midlife crisis. And I explained that when we hit midlife, uh, for those of you that already hit midlife or, you know, know someone who's kind of hit that midlife uh, time frame, one of the things that happens during that season is we really start to ask very different questions about our purpose in life, our mission, where are we going, what's happening. And a big thing that we begin to reckon with are the paradoxes of life. We begin to understand that life actually does not have a lot of these clear cut, um, black and white, yes or no, always or never uh, responses to relationships, to money, to health, to wellness, to anything. There isn't just this one response. It's nuanced. It's complex. It sometimes is very paradoxical in nature. And so the reason I spoke about the industry's midlife is because as we continue to move into 2024 and beyond, and we really look back in the last decade of the evolution of this industry, what we need to begin to accept and understand is a big part of school leadership is the paradoxes that exist within school leadership. So as you evolve as a leader, you and as you mature through your leadership, you're going to acknowledge and recognize that not everything can be resolved. Not every problem has a solution. And over the course of this five-part series, I'm really going to be breaking down each of the paradoxes that I believe are the top paradoxes in school leadership. And I'm going to help invite you to see how these how you can coexist within these paradoxes and more importantly find ways to really navigate the complexities of what it means to sit in the discomfort of a paradox uh one of the 
quotes that I talk about all the time, whether I'm coaching clients one-on-one or I'm speaking at events or I'm coaching on our coaching calls, is I like to quote Joan Rivers. She has this really great thing, quote that she says, that she had said uh, during her lifetime is, it doesn't get easier. You get wiser, better, and stronger. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't get easier. You get wiser, better, and stronger. So if you look at your leadership trajectory and your journey, it's been a process. And there are so many tough moments. And embracing the paradoxes that exist in it really help you grow and adapt, but also make you wiser. It makes you stronger and it makes you a better leader. I still remember so clearly when I was in labor with Yassi, who's my fourth, after Yossi was born, I remember discussing with Mayer how like I felt like this birth was so different than my previous birth, the birth, and even my first birth, and how I just felt it was easier. And it was really interesting because when I was talking with my doula who had actually birthed, you know, been there through through all the four births, she's like, honey, it's not easier. The birth isn't easier. Your mindset is stronger. You are wiser. Your body knows how to respond to what's happening. You are more equipped to navigate the massive discomfort that comes with childbirth. And so, like, again, that's like, you know, a, a totally different example. But it really helped me just, again, create context that so many things in life that we think got easier are actually not any easier to do than it was 10 years ago. It feels different because you are smarter. It feels different because you are stronger mentally. You are stronger. It feels easier because you are wiser and more discerning. It feels easier because you have regulated your nervous system and you know how to breathe and stay calm in those moments. That is why it feels easier. Not because it is inherently easier to do this. So, I think this is so important as we enter this series because so many times people are wishing for things to be easier. Stop wishing for an easier path. Embrace the discomfort. Wish to be wiser, stronger, more equipped, more discerning, and realize that you're always evolving and you're becoming more capable and more resilient by confronting the challenges that you face. Now, If you heard until now, right, and you haven't checked out of the podcast, congrats, uh, because a lot of people that are listening to this are thinking, dear God, what is she going to be talking about here? I just want answers to the challenges. Things are really hard or whatever it is. But if you've listened until now, then I want you to stay here and be part of this conversation where you're going to learn that you are way stronger than you give yourself credit for. You actually are a lot wiser and more discerning than you give yourself credit for. You actually have a lot more wisdom and a lot more questions that you can be asking. And you have abdicated your trust to other people. And I hope that through this series, you actually learn how to have radical self-trust again, how to learn how to trust what you know is right to do inside of your center in those difficult moments. So why do paradoxes exist in childcare? Well, the first thing is let's look just at nature, right? In any relationship, paradoxes will exist in the context of all things. When you're looking at financial investments, right? You know, so many times people come with questions of like, should I do this or should I do that? Well, it's not that simple, right? Because you could do this and then these are the benefits and the cons. And then you could do this, you know, and these are the benefits, right? What's the best tax saving strategy? There's no best tax saving strategy. What season of life are you in? How old are you? How many dependents do you have? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have aging parents? Do you have kids that still need to go to college? 
college? Are, did you marry of all your children? Do you have kids that still? There are like a million factors to what's the best tax saving strategy. And sometimes the strategies can feel paradoxical. You're like, well, if I do this, then this happens. Yeah. That's part of being a grown up is learning how to be discerning with the options that are coming in front of you that are in its nature paradoxical. They are paradoxical by, by their very nature. So every single industry has paradoxes. Every single relationship, any bucket that you're looking into will have paradoxes that exist with it. Now, the paradoxes in child care are very different. They have a kind of different a little bit of a different reasoning for why it becomes a paradox. Now, again, before I dive in, I always like to give context. And I want to explain to you that the content that you're going to find here, you're not going to find anywhere else. Okay. And here's why. Most places that you're going to go to, they're going to give you strategies that solve some of the problems that I'm going to present in quotes. And really the problems that you're presenting are not problems that get solved. They are paradoxes that you coexist with, which means you must learn to be uncomfortable. And at that very nature, telling someone, this is a problem that doesn't have a solution. This is a problem that is a paradox that you learn how to manage better. This is a problem where you have to learn how to sit in the discomfort. That's not sexy. That doesn't sell. That doesn't get clicks and baits. That doesn't like people don't want that. But if you're listening to this podcast, and you're part of the schools of excellence world, then you do want that because you know that that's the long-term legacy game that you're playing. So this is why this episode isn't packaged that way, right? It's called the paradoxes of school leadership because I share the reality and the truth of what's going on in the industry, not from a place of, oh my God, this is so difficult, but we share these contexts because I want you to build self-trust. I want you to learn how to be a discerning leader. I want you to learn how to build confidence and trust your own decision-making, which means we have to go beyond tips and tricks and you have to learn how to practice restraint when you're implementing ideas or when you're looking for solutions to problems. Far too many leaders run to solve problems that aren't supposed to be solved. They, They aren't actually even problems. And they spend so much energy, time, money, people, and resources solving issues that are actually not solvable. And this is what I mean by practicing restraint is we need to understand what is the problem you're actually trying to solve. And it's hard because everyone wants just a clear cut, one answer, right? In a world of instant gratification, that's all we want. But I know that if you're here, you're looking for a higher level leadership, So let's dive into the five reasons why paradoxes exist before I share with you even the four paradoxes of school leadership. I want to explain to you how paradoxes actually weave itself inside of the childcare space. Why am I sharing this with you again? Because I want to open your eyes to see things from a new perspective. Again, you don't come to this show for me to spoon feed you answers to things. You come here because you want to learn how to be a better thinker. You come here because you want to be more discerning. You want to learn how to be wiser. You want to learn how to be a better leader. What makes a better leader? Is it someone that now has a million more tricks up their sleeve? No, it's not. We know that. Okay, so what's the first reason why paradoxes even exist in leadership? One of them is balancing authority and impairment. So school leaders have to balance their roles as these authority figures in the center um, while also empowering their staff, right? So they have this authority in the school, but they also want to be empowering the team. And so they need to provide guidance and direction while also encouraging autonomy and innovation. Well, that feels really difficult because I have to 
put my stance as an authority figure. And I also want to make sure that the people are empowered and have choices and all of this stuff. Very similar to parenting. A parent needs to establish their sturdiness and their authority as a parent figure because children are seeking leadership from their parents. They are not seeking best friends. And at the same time, we want to empower our children to trust themselves, to build their own confidence, to have their own voices, to have their own opinions, to have their own uh, hobbies, their own interests, their own desires, their own motivations, etc. while creating authority inside of the home. Children that go up without authority figures in their life, go look at all the data around that. It's not very hopeful. Children need to grow up with authority, leadership, boundaries, and love and support and connection, all of those things. So balancing authority and empowerment creates a paradox because now you have to balance those things. Okay. What else creates paradoxes? Why do paradoxes exist in childcare? Well, another reason why is because leaders are trying to maintain stability while embracing change. So you want to maintain the stability of the school's operations because you're like, one second, we got to keep what's working here. Like this is going well. We're, you know, we've got a good lead generation system here. We've got a good uh, deal flow. We've got good cash flow. We've got all this stuff. And you also want to embrace change and innovation so you can adapt to the educational practices and you can consistently evolve and grow. Well, that creates paradoxes right there. You're trying to create stability, maintain stability while embracing change and growth. Again, if you're listening to this and you're getting a headache and you're like, ah, this is too much. Okay, take a deep breath, pause, come back to this when you're ready. This, again, is not a spoon feeding conversation. This is a conversation where I am disrupting the way that you're thinking about things. And I am inviting you to step into a new perspective and a new lens of how to look at leadership. By its nature, it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel like, whoa, what is she talking about? So it's normal for you not to fully understand even what I'm sharing here, but I'm going to break it down even more. Why else do paradoxes exist in leadership? Long-term vision versus immediate needs. A leader has to constantly navigate the paradox between what are the immediate needs of this center while also constantly looking at the long-term vision and strategic planning for the future. I say this all the time to my clients. You're always building two businesses, the one you have now and the one you're going to have in six months from now. And so again, that can feel paradoxical because when you have to make a choice, which is one of the paradoxes, the paradox of choice, do you choose the immediate need to solve right now? Or do you choose the long-term vision to solve right now? Right. And some of you are listening like, yeah, what's the answer to that? Do I do this or that? Well, it depends. Can't give you the answer. It depends. It depends what's going on in the center. It depends on the season. It depends on the context. It depends on what your cash flow looks like. It depends on what your org chart looks like. There's so many factors that it depends on. And and people don't like that because they just want an answer right now so that you can make the boo-boo go away. Well, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving you a boo-boo go away, which is like a little Band-Aid to put on top. I'm not, I'm not doing that because you're a grown-up and you can sit in discomfort and see the challenge and be like, whoo. That's something we got to answer. That's something we got to sit with. That's something we got to figure out, right? This isn't like the kid that comes to you and says, oh, I banged my finger in the door. I need a little kiss. Oop, boo boo went away. That's not what we're talking about here. Because guess what? You're not two years old. You're a grown up. So we need to sit in discomfort. I can't give you a kiss and make the boo boo go away. I can't do that. And you don't want me to do that. Balancing advocacy and compliance. This is a huge one. School leaders want to advocate for the school needs 
right? Of like, we need this and we need this and this will be good while complying to external regulations and standards of the state, of the country, of the zip code that you live in, whatever it is, right? So there's these two opposing forces, advocacy and compliance. They're opposing forces. They are like the most paradoxical in nature that sometimes you can look at. And leaders are like, but what do I do? Do I advocate or do I comply? Mm, it depends. Again, can't give, can't kiss your boo-boo. Can't do it. And the last thing is what creates paradoxes is safety and openness. You want to create a secure, safe environment while also building an open and inclusive community. Whoa, that's what you just said, two opposite things, safe and secure while also doing open and inclusive. That's paradoxical. Balancing safety measures with an atmosphere that encourage freedom of expression and freedom of speech and freedom of difference of opinion and diversity of voices. Well, that's really challenging. One second. What do we allow? What do we not allow? What makes people safe versus not safe? Well, that's a paradox. So these are the top five things. And I hope I'm already getting your mind churning and just thinking of like, wow, like this is interesting to dive into. And also, when you look at all these things, and then people ask questions like, well, what leads leaders to burnout and overwhelm and, you know, paralyze with indecision? Well, try navigating through all these things. Try navigating through all these things from a place of what is the answer, as opposed to navigating through all this and saying, this is complex. This can sometimes have different responses. We have to look at this from a all perspectives and then make a discerning choice in the moment and then make the wise decision in the moment. And so many leaders get really caught up in this, looking for a one-stop shop, looking for a one-stop answer, and it doesn't exist. And so you hunt and hunt thinking, I just need one more tactic. I just need one more thing. I just need to be more visible on TikTok. I just need to be more visible on Instagram. I just need to update my ads on, on Indeed, and then I'll have this. I just need to do one more thing. No, you don't. You don't need to do one more thing. That thing is not going to be the tipping stone. That is the lie that we tell ourselves thinking it's one more thing and then I'm going to be fine, right? It's the people who struggle with financials their whole life and think, well, if I just made another hundred grand, all my problems would go away. Not true. If I just made, you know, X, Y, and Z, all my issues would go away. It's not true. Look at all the people who make like 40 times more money than you. They still have problems right? All their problems didn't go away. They still have a lot of issues. You don't have to look very far. Money doesn't solve those problems. Money solves a lot of issues. Absolutely. Money creates freedom. Mother, money creates opportunity. Mother, mother, money creates options. Absolutely. But stop thinking that it's one more thing that's going to solve your problem. That's you not wanting to sit in the paradox of the choices that you have to make. So let's go even further. Why do we obsess over looking for solutions? I find that we treat some of these delicate issues in childcare like mold um, or lead or termites. We kind of look at it like, well, you know, we have a mold problem. So we call the guy and he comes and he takes out all the mold and then we don't have mold again. Yes. Please make sure that if you have mold, someone comes and eradicates it from your center. If you have termites, if you have lead in the walls, whatever you've got, it should be eradicated. You should not have lead anymore once the lead guy leaves. You should not have termites anymore once the termite guy or exterminator leaves. 
Okay. You don't want to live with it, deal with it, or see it. You get rid of it. Now, we have created and correlated aspects of leadership with this lens of, I just want to get rid of this problem. I don't want to deal with this problem. I don't want to see this problem. It's not a mold issue. That's an issue that's going to keep coming up again because that's the cycle of life. That's the cycle of life. It's not, I lost weight and then I never had to eat healthy again. Or I went to the gym for a year and I built all the muscle and then I never had to work out again. And look at me, I still got this great six pack. My arms are still strong. I haven't worked out in, I don't know, 18 months. But the thing I did 18 months ago, still paying off today. Come on. You're laughing when you hear that because you know that that's ridiculous. And yet... So much of how we approach leadership comes from that lens of like, well, I could just do it one time, you know, and then, and then we're good. So what are the paradoxes of leadership? What I've done until now is I've really explained why paradoxes exist, why we seek this oversimplification of problems and challenges that come up. And now I want to give you a high level view of the four paradoxes of school leadership that I'm going to dive into in each of the episodes moving forward. So the first paradox is the paradox of success. And the paradox of success refers to the unexpected challenges and complexities that arise as a result of achieving success. So while we want success, right, and it's this desirable outcome, success also brings unforeseen difficulties, right? New level, new devil. So you've achieved this level of success and now you have all these new other challenges that you have to deal with because of the success you created. So because you got to this level, now you are being handed, okay, now these are the problems you have to solve at this level. And then once you solve all this, now you go to this new one. It's like, oh, here you go, my dear. Here are the problems we solve at this level of business. So that is the paradox of success. Next episode, I'm going to dive deeper into how it shows up in in leadership, how it shows up in administration inside of your schools, how it shows up with the parents um, and strategies of how to work with it, not how to solve it, how to work with the paradox of success. The second paradox is the paradox of control. The paradox of control in school leadership really encapsulates this inherent tension and challenges that are connected with our need for authority and control versus our necessity to have flexibility and autonomy in our environments. So we have this need where we need authority and control over like what's happening. But the other part of the human experience is we want flexibility and we want autonomy. And we kind of have these dual challenges of maintaining a level of control in the environment while also empowering others to create a culture of independence and creativity within the school ecosystem. So I'm trying to maintain authority and control so things don't go chaotic and crazy, right? We need law and order. But I also want people to have independence and, you know, creativity and have their own autonomy. Oh, one second. That's a paradox. Yes, it is. And when I go over the paradox of control, which will be one of the episodes, we'll dive into how to navigate that paradox of control. So for all my recovering control freaks or for all my people pleasers or for all my overfunctioners or all the people that are listening to this who struggle with control, uh, it's going to be a great episode. We're going to have a great conversation. Okay, what's the next one? The paradox of support. 
The paradox of support really revolves around some of the challenges on offering guidance and resources and assistance while also trying to facilitate an environment that, you know, there's risk and there's innovation and there's advocacy, like individual advocacy of the person. So we have this balancing act where we want to support people, but we also want to create an environment of self-reliance. One second. Am I supporting people in a way that creates and promotes dependence? You might be inadvertently. No one's doing that consciously. That's why you have to understand the paradox that sometimes you can over support and then you actually hinder someone's ability to do something on their own. And we'll dive into a lot of examples of how that shows up in leadership. Um, I have some really tangible stories that will illustrate to you how the definitions that you and your leaders create for support in each season of leadership can really impact the company's culture and the company's bottom line on how you navigate each of these paradoxes, really. The last paradox is the paradox of choice. The paradox of choice really talks about the dilemma and stress that comes from having so many options, right? It implies that having choices while really is, you know, advantageous, it's like, oh, I have all these options. An excess of options leads to decision paralysis and dissatisfaction and increased anxiety. In the context of school leadership, the paradox of choice can manifest itself in a lot of different ways, right? A lot of leaders are presented with all these different pedagogical approaches and curriculum options and teaching methodologies and technology tools and all these things are like, oh, which one do I choose? (laughs) I don't know. Right. People come to me all the time. They're like, should we choose this software or this software? I'm like, what are the needs of your center? How big is your center? How many teachers do you have? What's your growth trajectory over the next one to three years? Uh, What's your budget look like? What is your cash flow look like? What other investments are you making? Do you have a mortgage? Are you paying rent? Do you have open? I have a million questions for you before I answer your very binary question in quotes. of Should I do this or should I do that? Life doesn't work like that, right? We're not asking here, do you want Mexican food or Italian food? You're asking a question, do I make a choice on this piece of software or this piece of software? It's an investment. Okay. It's not just an investment of how much money it costs, right? Which is so amateur in thinking of like, well, this is the cheaper option. So that's the one I'm going with. That is how amateurs make decisions. Do not make decisions like that. It's not about this one is cheaper. It's which one serves the company's current needs and future needs, right? That's the paradox. Like I just said 10 minutes ago on the episode, balancing immediate needs versus future needs. Are you investing in this piece of software because it serves your current needs? And then in six months from now, when those are no longer your needs, you're going to have to you know, downgrade that software or replace that software. Now you have to go train and onboard a whole new software six months from now. Like that's not a very smart choice. So that is the paradox again of choice. The paradox in in leadership extends to so much decision-making around staffing, resource allocation, strategic planning. It can overwhelm leaders and their ability to make timely and effective choices. It's the paradox. It's the paradox. So I want to leave you with this because we th- this is like a really deep, nuanced episode. And I hope that you take time to re-listen to this again, because I'm sure you'll get other insights as you listen to it deeper. The key takeaway I want you to take from here is 
I want you to start thinking about where in my leadership am I oversimplifying some answers. What I mean by oversimplification is something comes at you and you're like, yes or no, cheaper or more expensive, uh, quick or this, uh, will it take me five minutes to take care of it or an hour to take care of it? Great. I don't have time. So we're going to do the five minute option. Like, are you oversimplifying things that are coming to your plate because of a survival mindset? And you're not looking at certain things are this paradox that we have to navigate in and we have to learn how to swim with the current that's, you know, going with us. So that's the first thing I want you to think about where in your day are you just like quick to make this things? You're like, okay, now I don't have to deal with that anymore. You know, until 10 minutes from now when you'll have to deal with it again um, in a different layer. So that's one thing I want you to think about. The second thing I want you to think about is what is your capacity to sit in the discomfort of a challenge, right? How long can you sit in a, a problem before you have to rush to answer it and make it better, right? This is like the difficult conversations. This is the distress tolerance. This is the emotional discomfort. This is like when you're sitting with staff, right? And they bring to you a problem and your first thing is like, let me make it go away. Let me make it better. Your your distress tolerance is at zero. You have zero capacity to sit in someone else's discomfort and sit in your own discomfort. So I want you to, and again, we'll put all the links in the show notes to those episodes that we have on distress tolerance. What is your stress tolerance level? Because as we go into this next, the next, Next four episodes, a huge way to balance and work with the paradoxes is your, you know, discomfort level. How can you sit in discomfort? So that's the second thing I want you to think about. And the third thing I want you to think about is where in your life do you already navigate paradoxes relatively well? I want you to approach this series from a place of confidence, from a place of empowerment, of I know how to do this. I do this in other areas of my life already. Now I need to bring it into my leadership because I can guarantee you that there is at least one area of your life where you embrace the paradoxes of that relationship. If you're married, you're definitely doing it. You're definitely embracing the paradoxes um, that exist within a relationship. If you have children, you are definitely doing it to some extent because the very nature of parent parenting is managing those paradoxes, okay? If you think any bucket, health, wellness, financials, spirituality, think of any bucket of life, where are you already doing an okay job at navigating those paradoxes, because that will give you the confidence to look inside of yourself and say, I can do this in this bucket of life, which means I can build the, the skill, the stamina, the mental acuity needed to do this in my leadership. I want you to come into these episodes from a place of power and strength that you can do these hard things, that you're excited for this conversation because you already recognize where you are doing this in other areas of your life. So thank you so much for joining me for this first episode. Cannot wait for you to join us for the other episodes. If you are not subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe to the show so you get notified as we release episodes. Thanks so much for joining me. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. 
thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.